Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to another episode of the Steelers Preview. I am Jeff Hartman, your host and one of three hosts, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Joining me as always, Brian Anthony Davis, our podcast producer. What's up, Brian? Hey, so glad to be here as the drama continues. Yes, and we are going to talk a lot about that Steelers drama on this episode. Joining us as always, the other co-editor, Dave Schofield. What's up, Dave? How's it going? It is going. Hey, uh, sorry. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's it's Thursday. All of us here in Maryland got dumped on again with some snow and freezing rain. It's it's nasty outside, but you know what? We have a lot of news to talk about, not only with the Pittsburgh Steelers, but the National Football League, and we're going to get into all that today. So uh, if you're joining us live, whether you're on Facebook or on YouTube, sit back, relax, and enjoy the next hour of Steelers Talk. Let's start things off with something we rarely do here, and that's talk about the title or headline of the episode first. We always tend to go through the news, but it all ties in together. The The, te- the title of this episode is The Steelers Offseason Soap Opera Continues, because boy has it been, in my opinion, a very brief offseason, but it has been very, very dramatic. I mean, whether you talk about the retirements of Vance McDonald, you're talking about Marquise Pouncey hanging it up, you got Art Rooney the second making comments, and then Kevin Colbert talks. On Wednesday, Colbert met with the media via Zoom. And this is something that he typically does uh, before the scouting combine. There's not going to be a scouting combine, but he said, I'm going to hold true to my tradition here. We're still going to meet with the media, answer questions. Well, of course, he was bombarded with questions, everything from his contract status to Ben Roethlisberger, the state of the Steelers, etc. Guys, I, I want to ask you real quick. This is going to, we're going to start off talking about Ben Roethlisberger, obviously. Um, I, I just want to get a feel from you all what, how you think this is going to play out. We're going to get into what was said and all that stuff. But do you think that Ben Roethlisberger plays under his current contract this year? Do you think that he retires? Or do you think that he plays with a new contract, like an extension? I guess, do we put in a fourth, an other that is he plays somewhere else that he's released? I mean, I don't know. Brian, what are your thoughts? First of all, Kevin Colbert is playing the role of bad cop. And that's really, that re- is really what it seems to be here. So what I thought last week changed as soon as I found out what Kevin Colbert had to say. Now, people could be jumping to conclusions on that. I mean, that's definitely a possibility. but. With this whole scenario, he's basically coming out and saying, Art Rooney said it a couple weeks ago, hey, we can't really play under this contract, but we want him back. And Kevin Colbert's like, I don't know what's going to happen because, you know, we can't afford it. So there's no, there's no sugarcoating here. I think they try to work something out with Ben, but he ultimately says no and steps away. So you think he retires or he asks for his release to play elsewhere? I don't see him asking for his release. Um, I just, they, they are not going to kowtow to him though. They're, he is not going to uh, play under this current contract. So that, you know, pride gets in a way here and he opened up his mouth saying, Hey, I'll, I'll do whatever, whatever I can to stay. Uh, but you know, but they threw in that little caveat. Ryan Toner came out and said, well, he'll if that money goes towards guys like Marquise Pouncey, 
And so, you know, when you're saying stuff like that, you throw in some conditions. So that's where that's where the problem probably lies in. You know, Ben says, I'm going to play ball with you, but he wants to play ball his way. The Steelers aren't going to let him play ball his way. So they're going to be at an impasse. And I think they ultimately divorce, actually, in this situation. There could be some Troy Polamalu-like, Terry Bradshaw-like hard feelings. So wait, wait a second. So you're saying that Roethlisberger is upset with the Steelers for what? For he's going to get his money either way. He's due that money no matter what because I, they I, deferred that money. And I truly, you know, I believe that. I understand that he's going to get that money, but he wants to come back and play another year. And they're not going to. Ben wants conditions met, though. He wants to still have a say. And this is just what's going on in my brain. All right, I'm not yeah. saying this is absolutely right. what's happening. But from from my view, this is what it seems to be, that Ben wants to go ahead and be like, you know what, I'm coming up. I'll give back some money. I'll play ball. But you got to do this for me. You got to do this for me. You got to do this for me. And that's not the way it works because the things that Ben wants are going to be things that don't help the team. They will help Ben. So with that, and not saying that Ben's wrong, I can understand if Ben's making a concession that he's going to want these things. So in the end, he might not get what he wants and he might be upset about it. So that's kind of the way I I think it's going to play out. I could be completely okay. wrong. Okay. No, no, no. That's fine. I just want to clarify that. Dave, what's your take on this situation? What do you think is going to happen with Roethlisberger? And do you buy into the whole impasse that Brian's talking about? I, that is definitely a possibility. I tell you what is not going to happen. And that was, it was a while ago you said it. So I got to make sure I get it. I'm pretty sure it was the first one you said that he Ben plays under his current deal. plays under his current deal. That yeah. won't happen. He won't play under the current deal. They will. If he, if he says, I'm not doing a, a new deal when I'm not retiring, then I think they release him because they know they can't. They've said they can't. They're going to try to work on something else. But. If you if you really look into the stuff that Colbert said, and I know some of it is, I mean, Jeff, did you ever did, did you ever were you able to hear the, the entire interview or anything at all, or are you just like I was piecing it together? Read read almost all of the transcript. Yes. <clears throat> so so the thing is, is there was some stuff that was reported and some stuff that you know maybe people took some liberties with stuff they were putting out there, even on some of the stuff from like even an article that I wrote. But you kind of look at some of the other things that were said, like in reference to the Steelers offense and Matt Canada as offensive coordinator that, that um, Colbert mentioned that they're going to have to look at their personnel differently. Now that, that they're, that they're looking to bring in that it's going to be a different type of player in some positions in order to do the Matt Canada offense that you know they hired him to run so i liked that one that said that canada is going to be able to do his thing he's not going to have to come in but do the thing that they had been doing if you know what i mean yeah. that's one thing that i took out of it but that the whole reason you're like why are you talking about this because it comes back to ben roethlisberger is ben roethlisberger a quarterback that can or even wants to do the offense in the way that i mean that Canada was having stuff set up. We don't know the behind the scenes stuff. There's so many people that were saying, oh, well, Ben doesn't want to do the Canada stuff. Does he not? 
Do we really know that? We don't know their relationship. Everyone's saying Ben can't throw the ball down the field. Look at look at the end of the season. Was it Ben wasn't throwing it down the field, or was it that the offensive coordinator was not sending receivers down the? You know what I'm saying? You can. I'm sure the blame goes around a lot of places, but I think what was the most interesting was that it seems like it's not just if Ben comes back that everything that we're doing is revolved around Ben. It's we are going to do other things now. And if Ben Roethlisberger is on board with these things and is willing to figure out how to get that number down, then let's do it. But he kind of, I almost felt like almost drew a line in the sand to saying, this is how, you know, this is how it's going to be more, which I I, I think is, I like the approach. I like the approach. Bad so call. what is your, did yeah. you, did, yeah. yeah, no, you're right. Did you give a prediction, Dave? I, I'm trying to remember. Did you predict, did you think he's going to play I in 2021? I, I did not give my prediction. I, you know what? I think, I really think it's a 50-50, but I will, I'll take one and I'm, I'm going to say, and it's not what I want. I'm going to say what I think happens. I'm going to say, let me see, let me flip the coin. All right. It looks like uh, Ben's not playing this year. Based on the coin. <laughs> Retire, <laughs> you know well, um, retirement or release. Um, I, I think ultimately it's going to come down to that. He's that when they say, Hey, these are the things that we're going to want to do with this offense. And Ben's just like, he's going to think about it. And he's going to be like, I got no pounce. You know, Vance McDonald is a really good friend of his as well. He's going to be like, they're, they're wanting to, to, move, you know, prepare for life after me. And so they're doing these things. So maybe it's time for that life after me. Maybe it's just the, you know, I don't seem wanting to play somewhere else. Okay. I, I really don't. So I, I think it would be retired. All right. I, I want to kind of piggyback off of something you said. You were talking about yeah. the Matt Canada effect with mm-hmm. Roethlisberger. My question for you all is not, will Ben Roethlisberger run Matt Canada's offense. Cause as everything that's been said so far is that they are going to give Matt, that Matt Canada is going to get the chance to run his offense. Mm-hmm. The question is, can Ben Roethlisberger run Matt Canada's offense? Here's a guy that's going to be 39 years old. We know that Matt Canada likes pre-snap motion. He likes run pass options. Those are not Ben Roethlisberger's Forte. We'll put it that way. But Brian, I'm not suggesting that any of us know the intricacies of the Matt Canada offensive system. I do know that our friend Jeffrey Benedict had done a film room on some of the struggles that Roethlisberger had with some of those early season Matt Canada type things. And that's all you can find that just by Googling it. But Brian, what are your thoughts? Can Ben Roethlisberger actually run this offense? Ben Roethlisberger can run some of Matt Canada's offense. And there's the problem. Now, you're right. I don't know the ins and outs of it. I'm not Jeffrey. I'm not coach. Uh, So I don't know exactly what he can do. But he's going to want to... Ben is going to want to make it Ben's version of Matt Canada's offense. And that can't be successful either. So when you have Matt, excuse me, when you have Kevin Colbert coming out and I'm going to just continue to call him bad cop. When he comes out and draws the line in the sand, like you fellas said, then what what's happening here is they're saying, Ben, 
they're pushing them out the door. If you're asking me what I'm looking at the Steelers right now, they're going to say everything they can because they want to face. But when they're saying we can't pay you what we agreed to pay you, which they did, let's, I mean, this is not Ben Roethlisberger's fault. I'm going to say that. But what they're saying is like, you've got to play ball with us. And with this offense, this is a way to push him out as well. So I don't know if he can play. And they know that they can't, he can't play 100% of what Matt Canada's bringing out. If, and if they have to, uh, if they have to go ahead and, you know, tinker with it to make it for Ben, then that dilutes Matt Canada's offense probably. So they don't get the full effect of that. So that's where you have more problems. So to answer your question, not completely. He can't. Okay, Dave, what are your thoughts on that? Can he run that offense? And and I know that yeah. Matt Canada's offense, we're not sure what it's going to look like. Yeah. Everywhere everywhere he's gone. Oh. Go ahead, Dave. You know no, I, I, no, yeah, I got it. You're, you're right there. Because the question is, what is Matt Canada's offense? Yeah. We're not talking Chip Kelly here, that you have to do it this exact way, no matter what personnel he has, and this is what you're going to run. Matt Canada's offense that we've seen if you've gone back and looked at it, his various stops at the collegiate level, is it always the same? No, there's parts of it that are always the same, but you always have to adapt as a coach. Was that me or you guys? Cause everything just went black and then came back. You're good. You're good. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, you have to, you have to adapt as a coach to the personnel that you have. So the question is, can Ben Roethlisberger run Matt Canada's offense? Yeah. Is it going to be the same Matt Canada offense that he would run if he had um, someone like Lamar Jackson? No, you know, just like with the Ravens, Matt Canada will 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 wrap his offense around what Ben Roethlisberger can and can't do. So it's not about what Ben can't and can do; it's about what he's willing to do. Ben Roethlisberger is going to have to buy in to the to whatever it is that they're going to be doing with with the Matt Canada offense because he'll make it work for whoever he has a quarterback. If you have Ben Roethlisberger, you're going to kind of do it this way. If you have somebody else, you're going to kind of do it this way. That's what coaches are paid to do to also work with the players that you have. So, well, so obviously it's not going to work exactly the same depending on who it is. But it'll be Matt Canada's offense. It could be with Ben Roethlisberger. It wouldn't be the same as if it was with someone else. But it's all about Roethlisberger buying into doing it within the offense and within the system. He has to buy in to the system, even if that system is still adapted to what to what Ben's strengths and weaknesses are. Okay, just a real quick question, and I'm going to make a statement. Okay. You say whether you think it's true or false. Since Matt Canada was the quarterback's coach in 2020, and Roethlisberger knows that what the style of offense he's going to want to implement from being around him in 2020, that true or false, if Roethlisberger was completely on board, he'd already be ready to go and be and back in the fold. Brian? False. Okay, Dave? False. Because of the contract situation. Exactly. Okay. All right. And. And there's more to that contract. There's more to the contract than just this. Yeah. We were talking about it today on the Slack channel before Brian yelled at us for, for, for Brian didn't yell at you. <laughs> no, I Brian said didn't. that Brian was going to yell at you. <laughs> Brian was going to yell at us for, he for wasn't even about aware of it. Certain things. <laughs> I know um, that, that it's this whole 17th game thing changes a lot of stuff because 
Um, we were diving into how that's going to affect contracts and the salary cap and everything else. And I have an article that I'm working on for, for tomorrow um, to that, that'll explain some things with it. But what it's going to change more than anything is, is Ben would then be under contract since the new CBA, which changes up some things with it being if they play 16 games versus 17 games. And it's just some some way they're going to have to do things, wording things, whatnot. That could also be part of what's holding things up as well, that it's not just – I mean, for all, for all we know, they say they haven't talked, but for all we know, they already have it worked out, and they're just waiting for something else in order to finalize it. There's a, there's a lot of things up in the air. Yeah, absolutely. Let's let's talk about the salary cap for a second. And the news broke yeah. today, Thursday. Um, it was a bunch of those insiders, Adam Schefter, um, I'm sure Tom Palisro of NFL. They all tweeted out at the same time. The NFL sent out a memo to all 32 teams stating that the salary cap floor, and that's something they put in place specifically after the for the 2020 season, saying it will not the salary cap will not go below this number. And that number was $175 million. Now they're saying 5 million more. Now the floor is 180. Some people saw this in two different ways. Some people saw it as, yeah, this isn't good. This means that it's probably going to be that the, the salary cap's going to drop in like the mid one eighties. Some people saw this as this is a great sign. This is showing that the NFL has a lot of confidence in the fact that they're not they're not going to have to dip the salary cap all the way down to where they thought they might have to at one point. Those were the two general camps on social media, at least when the news broke today. Brian, which camp do you find yourself in more after you find the news that the, the floor has been raised $5 million? I think it's good news. Uh, there was talk about a ceiling possibly too, uh, which would 188. I don't know if that's uh, set in stone, but I think that was thrown out there too. But that means it's just not going to be 170. So I think that's great news. That means that uh, they're not going to be in as bad a shape as they thought they were. And the Steelers have a little bit more room to work with. If it comes closer to that ceiling that they're saying, which correct me if I'm wrong, I think it was 188 they were talking about. Possibly that was reported. It's hard to say if that's really legit, though. Yeah. But let yeah, me ask you this. If, it, if that is the number, Dave, then they're in a mm-hmm. lot better shape then. They don't have to pull from well, everywhere. Ev- everyone is, you know, it, it, like what I, I ran a number of what, or, or a number, I ran an article about the, the, the five teams that have the most cal- salary cap space and the five teams that have the least amount of, you know, that are in the worst salary cap situation. And even the numbers that I gave them, like what the salary cap is, doesn't change where they are on the list. Like it just changed. And it, cause anything they change changes for everybody. You're like, Oh yeah. What the, the Steelers could have another $15 million to, to work with. Well, so is everybody else. You know, does it who it really is going to benefit, in my opinion, not the higher the cap goes, is the second tier free agents. Because the teams that have cap space are going to go after those top tier free agents and they're going to get paid. It's those second tier free agents when nobody has any money left. That's that it is. So you're like, oh, well, if the Steelers have another another, you know, $10 million, they could keep this player. Well, but that also means another team that could lure them away would have another $10 million to work with. So it, it's good for the Steelers, but it's also good for everybody. Okay. Yeah. I, let's do a little over-under. Let's do it this way. 
Okay. This is if you're just joining us for the first time ever, you've, you didn't watch us during the regular season. During the regular season, I'd always give an over under segment and ask questions about who they thought would do well in terms of over under. If you're not sure how over under works, simple. I give them a number. They say whether they think it's going to be over or whether it's going to be under. The number I'm giving you is the what my over under line of the salary cap for 2021. And I'm going to go with 186. 186. Brian, you going over or under for the salary cap in 2021? I'm going slightly under because it's going to be 184 and a half. Mm, okay. Dave, what do you think? I'm going to go over. What number do you have in mind? Um, I could see it. I don't know that the, they would try so hard to get it back to just be the same number of what it was last year to say that it didn't dip. But if they do that, it's going to have to be a massive agreement that what that whatever they whatever it is over what they're doing now is going to be taken off the next year when they think it's going to jump even more, you know, in order to kind of balance it out over over the years. Because honestly, if you're going to balance it out over several years, you know, the owners can can absorb that much more than the players because you know if you only play two more seasons, it's really kind of at you. So I'm going to say over. I'm going to say it gets close to what it was. I think it's going to be close to that 198. Well, that would be great news for the Steelers. Uh, they would. would really be able to benefit well from having it even just stay the same at 198.2. I'm going to go over, but I do have it dipping 10. I'm going to have it 188. Let's assume that 188 is the number. Okay, let's say that it's minus $10 million from the 2020 cap. Guys, how big of a deal is this for the Steelers if it dips $10 million? Brian, what do you think? It is a huge deal because that means that they can go out and get somebody. Now, are they going to get the top tier free agents? Like Dave said, the other teams were going to be having more money to throw at them. No, they won't. But those second tier, they need to fill in some blanks and bring in some pieces of the puzzle here. They That's what they need to do. They need to fill some roles. And you can do that with with a uh, second tier free agents you can go ahead and do that so are they going to be in play for Dak Prescott no what did we ever think that they were ever going to be in play for a guy like that no we're not looking to break the bank with a big money free agent guy you just need a smart guy that fits and with 198 to 188 million That'd be fantastic because they don't have to uh, make as many moves as you thought they had, they had to do. They don't have to get rid of three or four or five guys to go ahead and get there just to fill the team. Uh, Dave, you think that's a big deal or is it still strapped the Steelers pretty tough with a minus $10 million cap? It's a big deal and they're still strapped tight, if you know what I yeah. mean. it's it, The answer is yes to both because – if you're talking a difference in 10 million, um, that could be two players that you have to cut, um, depending on who they are, or it could be more deals reworked to push some stuff down the road that you didn't want to have to do. It's not that they can't manage it. They just have to decide how they want to. Like I've, I've often said, you're probably going to see a restructure from both Stefan to and Cam Hayward this, this off season, because they have their two guys that actually, to it has one more year left. Cam just signed his deal, so they can push some stuff out with him. Um, and anything you can do, you, you're not going to see guys signing contracts that makes their salary cap number go up. 
So the only way TJ gets his monster deal is if they do it in a way to where that first year hit is hardly anything. It's going to be less than the 10 million he has now. That's why I think it might be in the cards for that to happen next year. And they just play him with, with a fifth year option. They could go either way, but they, they you can't go in and read and do that and have his cap number for this year be higher than what it is at this moment. Um, but then you're looking at, I look at someone like a Joe Hayden, you know, Joe Hayden might be a guy that the Steelers would just like to play out the last year of his contract. If they have an extra $10 million, they possibly could. If they don't, he's a guy that you're either going to have to extend to knock that down, or you're going to have to release him. You said you wrote this article, Dave, so that's what I'm going to ask you about it. Um, the, the Steelers were contemplating having to maybe rethink how they do their contracts. Yeah. Um, that was a while ago, yeah. <laughs> it was a while ago. Yeah. That was back when Art Rooney II spoke. Mm-hmm. What was the tell me that this is because of what you're talking about? Am I right? The fact that they they always they, they have the first year is their signing bonus, they don't have a, a large cap hit, and then everything gets compounded mm-hmm. as the years go on. So, what would it be different? What would be different if they decide we're going to do our contracts a little bit different? Because to me, we all know how the Steelers do those type of deals. Well, if they want to start doing things different, I wonder what that's going to look like. I don't think. That it's the that it's going to change how they start how how they do a contract per se, um, at that much. I mean, they could. I think what it's going to change is constantly restructuring. You know, okay. last year. I mean, they restructured every player they could last year. That's what they did in order to get some more money to sign people and do the things that they did, and that's a philosophy that you are probably not going to want to do in the future. I mean, every player they could have restructured last year, they did. That's insane when you think about that. Brian said they'll find a way. They found a way. Well, they found every dollar they could by restructuring guys. And that, so it does make me think that last year they were, they were definitely all in last year. So, but now they're saying, so for every bit that the salary cap isn't as low, is when they don't have to do that anymore to where to where you're constantly having everyone's dead money finishing up at the same year. It might just even be, you know, staggering their contracts more to where to where players aren't finishing at the same time. Um, when it comes to the overall struct- structure to start, I don't know that they're going to change that that much. Yeah. Brian, do you see any way difference in how they might change the contracts? I've always wondered why the Steelers are one of the few teams that don't ever throw incentives into a deal. And they just don't do incentive laden contracts where it's like, hey, if you make the Pro Bowl, you get X more million. If you, heck, some teams have workout bonuses. You show up to so many offseason workouts, you get more money. Brian, if you could see them changing things, what would it look like? You know, they do need to evolve. I think that they're just going they're going to do less of the can kicking. They're going to do some of it. They're going to find some cash here and there. They're just not going to go crazy. And they they're not going to do that with a guy like Ben Roethlisberger anymore. They they just can't go crazy. And when you're all in, like Dave said, and you do what they did last year, and it's all the chickens are all coming to roost at the same time. That's where you find yourself in trouble. The piper is going to want to be paid. 
I'm not talking Rowdy Roddy Piper. I'm talking about the salary cap Piper. And that's what's happening here for the Steelers. Will they do stuff different with incentives? I don't know because Kevin Colbert is old guard. But you've seen him adapt here and there as, when I say old guard, he's been around a while and he's been doing the same things and they've worked. But you've seen them make trades that they haven't made for a long time. They haven't done that. You've, you have never seen them. We've never seen them. Anybody that's been a fan for the last 50 years until the 2019 season, you never saw them get rid of a first-round pick. They have always had their first-round pick. They didn't last year. It worked out pretty well because of who you got, and it was a good deal. But they might start tweaking some things. You might start seeing the beginning of the Omar Khan era. You might see Omar Khan get involved a little bit more. And you can see maybe the changing of the guard because that's going to be happening soon. But they're going to have to come up with a new strategy. So if they do that, incentives could be a way. But they're going to have to get aggressive. And they're going to have to curb that can-kicking thing. All right. We are going to take a quick break. If you're on our audio side, make sure you go over to part two. If you're watching live on YouTube or Facebook, don't go anywhere. We're going, we're not going anywhere. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about everyone's favorite backup quarterback. Stay tuned. This is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall. He knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working. The HVAC is humming and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. <laughs> 